everybody. Hope you're doing well. Brett Barron's here and Marley Weirda at the WCIA 3 Studios discussing a big day for high school athletes, coaches, fans, parents that follows high school sports. For us, even in the media, we're all excited that high school sports are back in the surprise announcement that Governor Pritzker and the IDPH made this afternoon that all of a sudden, after 10 months of being... <laughs> Uh, questioning what's going to happen with sports at the high school and youth level. Here we are today on January 22nd, 2021 with high school sports and a picture Marley for what could come here for all phase four regions. I, I don't know about you, but this caught me completely by surprise today. Yeah, this was absolutely way out of left field. I remember coming in this morning, haven't even gone on Twitter yet. And you're like, it's a big day. Weird. I'm like, what, what happened? And like high school sports are back. I'm like, all of them? You're like, yeah, all of them. I'm like, to play? You're like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. So needless to say, I was surprised as well. Definitely a surprise announcement. Um, they're coming from Pritzker. And I just couldn't be happier for these high school athletes. I think they've waited long enough to get their shot. Um, and it, it must have been tough for them seeing all these other teams across the country getting to play and them just kind of being on the outside um, looking in. So I'm just really happy for all of the athletes, coaches, athletic director, parents that get to participate in this uh, this season, which we didn't see coming. So <laughs> definitely a surprise. Yeah, I think a, lot, a big smile on a lot of people's faces today, including mine. And I think that's great to see for so many. I can't even imagine what these last 10 months and especially the last couple of months here since all sports have been on pause since November 20th. And it was a week ago tonight that we were sitting here with some hope for these lower risk sports that they were going to be able to play, especially in the winter. And for us here in central Illinois and the sports that we cover, that mainly pertained to boys swimming and diving, that they would get a chance. And I felt really strongly about that for from a week ago and the uh, new guidance that came out then. And then this morning, I got some word from a few people that would know that were saying, hey, look, the IHSA and IESA for middle school sports is meeting with the IDPH at 1130 this morning before Governor Pritzker's noon press conference. And they have not had great communication this whole time during COVID. And so the fact that they were just meeting today led me to believe that maybe something was moving and shaking behind the scenes. Didn't expect it to be a full-on all-sports <laughs> green-lighted here. But then I kept hearing things that this could be some positive momentum for getting sports back. Once again, not thinking football and basketball and wrestling, the three higher-risk sports that I think most people follow in that grouping, would get a okay to play. And yet, here we are at 9.15 at night, Marley, and there is a path towards playing now we must preface all of this that it has to be in phase four and regions three five and six are all in phase four which include the springfield area and west and all of central illinois in the wcia3 viewing area and i categorize that from the north watsika to danville decatur all the way down to effingham and even reaching to alney which is not in the wcia3 viewing area but the far stretch of effingham which is in our viewing area they're all in region six and that is in phase four meaning hey you're ready to play that's not just baseball softball lower risk sports this is football basketball wrestling uh, soccer, boys soccer is still to come, girls soccer is still to come, volleyball, which is indoors. 
And mm-hmm. Marley, for me, it was always about the indoor sports and football, certainly because there's so much contact in that. But could we play basketball? Could we see that indoors and being that there's so much close contact there? And especially for wrestling, which had already agreed to move its season to the summer, I didn't think there was any chance we would see that, maybe even in the summer. And yet here we are, and there's a pathway to play. Yeah, especially when we were looking, when we were in the stages of of the tiers, where it was, you know, tier one, two, and three. And for the high-risk sports, when they were in essentially the best tier, tier one, which we were in just on Monday, they were only allowed to scrimmage, which I had spoken to um, at or excuse me, the high school, um, the head basketball coach at Tuscola. And, you know, he said, I really didn't have any hope until, you know, we were in tier one. It didn't give me a ton of hope, but it gave me a little bit of an ounce of hope. Um, But even in that moment, I don't think I was confident that there was going to be high school basketball or football or any of the high risk sports, just because if we were in essentially the best tier and they were still only allowed to scrimmage, what difference does that make from where we were back in the summer when we were in phase four? And I think the surprising thing about this as well, Brett, is that we are in phase four and that sports are able to compete pretty much to their full extent, but our positivity rates are higher than they were in the summer when they said, no high risk sports we're going to move all that around which was an interesting thing and you pointed out on your twitter brett so um i guess i'm curious what you think of why this decision was made now when essentially things are worse and that's my big question out of all of this i didn't have a chance to ask governor pritzker that today we didn't see this coming i would have submitted a question request to his press secretary and and hope that would have been relayed to him today during his press conference if I would have had any inclination that all sports were going to get this green light. And that's certainly something we're going to follow up on. But when I did a little bit of research on this, Marley, it was just interesting to me that here we sit and the the numbers are two days behind. That's the most updated. So Mm -hmm. on 119, so two, uh, three days ago now, there was a 7.1 positivity rate with a seven-day rolling average of 5.9% for Region 6. This is only for Region 6. You look back to September 19th, and our numbers were at 6.2 and 5.3. So better on the numbers, and yet here we are, how many months later, and we're not playing. And the seven-day rolling average numbers for the ICU bed availability for Region 6 from the same time as above. And I went all the way back to August. In August, our positivity rate 4.5% on uh, August 19th, which is uh, just a couple of weeks after they decided to punt the football season. And then your ICU bed availability, which is also important and a factor in this and how they determine what mitigations your region is in, in August... Uh, there were 46% uh, bed availability for ICU beds in Region 6. Now there's only 30%. So the numbers have gone down since then. There are less right. ICU beds available right now on, uh, and once again, this is dated a couple of days. This is the latest numbers they provide on the IDPH website. But we are in worse percent. There are less ICU beds available right now, this is what the numbers say, than we had in August. So where does it give? There's got to be something in this that gives. And a lot of people want to make it political. And look, that's fine. You can have those 
beliefs if you want. I'm going to stay out of all of that. I'm just telling you what the numbers are here today and why I am so shocked that we're sitting here talking about all sports available to play. And I'd love to get your response on this and leave a comment on here. We'll get to a couple of them as we move along here. But, you know, how do you feel? What are the reasons behind this? Those are just what the numbers say. And that's what I'm here to do is provide the numbers. And to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think at this point, it was probably just, you know, they were running out of time and they needed to make a decision because if they got to, let's say, March and there was still no high school sports going on, um, I think it would have been difficult for them to allow some of them to go and maybe others didn't get the chance in that sense. But because there is this time crunch right now, um, I spoke to a couple athletes and athletic directors today and that it's going to be a very quick turnaround for a season. Usually they have, you know, a month or so to prepare. You know, they have all these contact days before, but these athletes have been on pause for a couple months now, and they're going to have to turn around and play a season, I can imagine, in two or three weeks, maybe. I guess that would be my prediction. So um, a, a lot of them said, you know, they're obviously happy to be out on the court or the field, whatever it takes, it takes. But that's still going to be tough to do. And especially for athletes who are multi-sport athletes and across the viewing area, Brett, we have so many athletes like that, that play basketball, baseball, football, volleyball. I mean, they're multi-talented athletes. So will they get the opportunity to play all of their seasons? I can imagine there will be uh, a little bit of overlap or maybe they'll condense the seasons. I don't know yet. That's still information that we're waiting for um, from the IHSA, but um, that's just kind of my question marks that I have here um, with the season. And we're going to find out more on Wednesday. The IHSA did announce that today in its formal uh, email that they sent out to the media mm -hmm. and to the public saying that the next regularly scheduled board meeting is Wednesday, which we already knew, January 27th. That was already going to be a big meeting in terms of moving forward and what their plans were. Like you mentioned, we're getting to a point here, or we were before this news came out today, <laughs> where you've got to either make a decision, cancel. You just can't keep kicking the can down the road any mm -hmm. further here because all these sports are starting to back up. Now it's positive. And in my comments earlier, Marley, were, were meant to be positive in that sense. Look, I'm super happy today for these kids, for these 100%. coaches, for these parents for everyone involved, that these kids are going to get that opportunity. That is first and foremost today, that this is about the kids, that they get an opportunity to suit up, one they've been waiting so long for, and I can't even imagine in be trying to be in that position. You work so hard, no matter what the sport is, mm -hmm. to get an opportunity to compete and to play, and you only get a couple of those chances, a couple of years. Most of these kids are not four-year starters on varsity. They're going to have all these games and everything else. If you're like most kids, it's it's maybe a junior and senior year, maybe just a senior year that you get an opportunity. And so that is my first and foremost thought today, that it's about the kids. But when you start looking at the nitty-gritty and some of the details here, you just can't help but look at it and go, how close were they to canceling this whole thing? And I've been told mm -hmm. by a few people, this hasn't been confirmed by uh, anybody at the IHSA or whatever else, but they were getting close here to a point where basketball season was going to have to be canceled. Because you right. just can't keep pushing it any farther down the road. And now the question becomes, what do you do with all of these seasons in a shortened amount of time? You've got football. You've got basketball. You have got wrestling, 
still both soccers that haven't played baseball, softball, in track and field as well. Don't you want to prioritize the spring sports that were already canceled once? I would think that has got to be a big decision that they're going to have to face here. And how do you juggle all these? They're going to be shortened seasons. That much I know 100%. I can sit here and tell you that you know, there's not going to be a four-month football season leading up to a state title game like there normally is where the games start the last weekend of August and end on Thanksgiving. That is just not going to happen here because there's not that much time. But when you look at some of the details that they laid out today, and we'll pull this graph up here so we can see together, and this basis basically breaks it all down by levels, by phases, and by risks of sports here. So you have your lower-risk sports in the bottom left-hand corner. Those are in gray, lower, medium and higher risk sports, your higher risk sports, like we mentioned, football, basketball, and wrestling in that medium risk sports for outdoors, which is, which are uh, uh, soccer, that's going to be your big one for medium risk outdoors. Uh, those are level four, as you can see, that means that tournaments out of conference league play out of state play allowed in a championship game allowed. That means we could see a state championship for soccer, which would be great for those athletes. Level three for sport played indoors, which is volleyball is a medium risk sport. That is still at level three, meaning they are not allowed to have a state championship right now. Level three for higher risk sport means they can play intra-conference or intra-EMS region, which simply means that they can play teams in their conference or in the region. So uh, region six is what we're in. You could have any teams in that area play each other, no problem at all. Or if you're in your conference, and this is what becomes very interesting here, Marley, because you've got a conference like the Big 12, which is spread across Danville, Champaign, Bloomington, and Peoria. Those are different regions and yet they are allowed yeah. to play because they are still in the same conference. They are not going to have a state championship as of right now. So we could see some playoff football, but it's going to be more like a regional or sectional. You're not going to see a state title playoff football tournament right now. And then level four for lower risk sports, all of this in phase four, and that is so important as we remember this, you have to be in phase four to be eligible to play right now. Much of Chicago and the Metro East does not, fit into this category yet meaning this does not pertain to them but level four lower risk sports means that they're going to be able to essentially do everything that they did before but it will be interesting to see how long their seasons are so this is the breakdowns this is all new today in terms of including phase four in the bottom gray graph here on sports risk and what the level is from phase four to tier one tier two to tier three the top part in the blue graph has stayed the same and this is essentially what it's been like since they announced the sports guidance earlier this year. I know that's a lot to process in a short <laughs> amount of time, but that's where we're at right now with where they've moved forward here. And like I mentioned earlier on, Marley, just a week ago, we were sitting here with trying to figure out what is tier one, what is tier two, what is tier three, and how it pertains to sports. What does phase four even mean? And this time <laughs> last week, we had no idea what phase four meant. There was no yeah. guidance from the IDPH or governor's office or IHSA. They were just waiting on a trickle-down effect there to even figure out what that meant. And yet here we are seven days later, and all sports are now okay. Right, and I'm glad that they they were prepared with these phase four guidelines and they were able to put them out because so much of this year has just been the waiting game for another board meeting or for another announcement. And right now, time is of 
the essence. So the IHSA and the IDPH need to be have their all their ducks in line right now, um, so that this high school season can can get off the ground. Because I'm sure athletic directors are waiting for a little bit of guidance for them. I can't imagine what they're going to have to go through right now as far as scheduling and and figuring out spectators and arranging gym time, field time, and going through all that um, in a short amount of time. Because usually these guys have probably the whole summer to figure this out. Um, whereas now they're going to have um, a couple weeks to do it. And some good points coming in here. Lacante Nix, central coach on multiple sports saying, what about coaches yep. that coach multiple sports? Absolutely. I think that's a huge concern here. You're going to be going from sports to sport as we move along. Officials are a huge concern. I can't even begin to put into words how important that is to get officials and referees, umpires for baseball, softball, all of this, that is going to be key because you can't play if you don't have somebody to officiate the games. And a large, large population of our officials, referees in this area, and I would say mostly across the country, are older. Are there going to be enough officials to play matches? I think that is very, very important in all of this. I put this up there already, but Brian wants to know what happened to the science driving the restriction. Yep, that's the same question I have because the numbers are worse uh, than we were even a few months ago. Uh, another comment here from Nikki. You are being too nice. Perhaps it was <laughs> Illinois leaders finally saw other states playing sports successfully, or perhaps, and much more likely, it is highly political timing. Look, like I said, it's not my job to get into the politics of all of this. I'll just present you with the numbers. You can decide yourself if you want to make it about politics. Do I doubt that some of it has to do with that? No, not at all. I think it does. But when all other states around Illinois have been playing and doing it successfully, and we've been asking these questions, I know a lot of people want to say, well, why isn't the media asking Pritzker or uh, Dr. ZK about it. We have. We've been asking these questions, and they're just saying it's about the science and the numbers, and they don't support it. And all along, I've just measured that they weren't going to change, that this is what they believe mm -hmm. to be safe. And for, what, for whatever reason today, they made the decision to move forward. Once again, you can surmise whatever you want to about that. I will stick to the numbers and believe what I believe through that. So... Something did change. What is it? I look forward to asking Governor Pritzker or following <laughs> up with about what that may be. But, uh, you know, there, there are way more questions now, I think, with some certain things. But these are questions about details. And you can't figure out questions about details if you're not playing. So the fact that we're playing is big-time progress for me to just get to this point today. And Marla, you chatted uh, with several people around the area. You were on the Zoom call Gosh. lineup today. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from talking with so many athletes and coaches and ADs about the, today's news? Yeah, I mean, first of all, they were just all so excited. But the biggest thing that I just kind of realized is that they're willing to play no matter what. They know it's going to be a difficult stretch ahead of them. Some athletes might have to choose between two sports because right now we're crunched into two, three seasons, what it seems like. Um, they're going to have to play with masks on. I mean, all of these challenges that come with it, you know, obviously they wouldn't like to deal with this stuff, but they're going to do it because of their love for the game, their passion for their sport. They just want this chance and they're, they're desperate to, to play. I mean, they haven't done so in months and they're just willing to to do it all whatever it brings 
they're going to do it to get that chance to play. I love it. Here is our COLA athletic director and football coach, Nick Lindsay, on today's events and just hearing this great news for him. I, I hope whatever they put out, I just hope that it's fair for our athletes. I hope that they don't make athletes decide between two sports, um, you know, whether that means shortened seasons or whatever it is. You know, a school like us, we have a ton of multi-sport athletes, and we all of our coaches want kids doing – um, all the sports that they can. So, you know, that's the biggest thing I think is um, keeping keeping the kids' best interest in mind and, you know, not focusing on what the big school single sport athletes might do and, and have an idea for our kids too. And I had asked him in that question, you know, what are you hoping to see from the IHSA? Is there any kind of guidance or anything that you would want to see from them that maybe you haven't in the past couple months. And I mean, he said it perfectly, just putting the kids first, because at the end of the day, they're the ones on the court or the field um, and, and they, they deserve it. So very well said by um, AD and head football coach, Nick Lindsay. Yeah. I, th I think he's spot on with so many smaller schools in our area, which encompass most of our high schools in the WCI three viewing area, I would say less than, you know, 400 kids would fit that. A couple of things in here, Marley, you mentioned the kids are going to have to wear masks. Yes, mm -hmm. that's 100% true. While practicing, while competing, is that going to be uncomfortable for some? Yes. Is that going to be hard to deal with? Absolutely. Are 99% of kids willing to do it to play? That's a resounding yes. I will tell yeah. you that they are okay with that as long as they get to play. And yes, it might not be ideal playing basketball with a mask on or football under your helmet. I'm not even sure how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, but, I was talking to some of the football players and they said like, okay, we're going to have like the chin strap, but the mask, like do we put the chin strap over the yeah. mask or the mask over the chin strap? I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> Maybe know it'll just be a work. face shield. Who knows? <laughs> right. It, there's going to be some details to work out, like I mentioned. But the fact we're talking about details of playing is a huge step in the right direction for so many today. And that's what makes me happy is that these athletes are going to have a chance. So once again, phase four only in all of this, there are some regions across the state, including over by Bloomington, Peoria and further West that I think will move into these phase four uh, categories pretty soon here, maybe even possibly as this weekend, Chicago is a whole different bear. And I, I'm not even going to try and pretend like I understand how all of that works up there with CPS and moving forward and trying to get practices, games, everything else. They haven't even been in school, which is another question in all of this, Marley, mm -hmm. is if you're not in in-person learning, are they going to allow sports? And some schools in our area, Central, Centennial, Danville, Decatur schools are bigger schools. I think that's a real question. And the, those leaders at those districts and those units are going to have to make decisions moving forward with that. We mentioned the schedules will be set during the board meeting next Wednesday. All eyes will be on that and what comes out. Low-risk winter sports must practice seven days prior to their first game. They have already been practicing here, so those are going to happen pretty quick, I think. And I am I feel pretty confident, Marley, in saying that those winter sports are going to get started here within maybe even a week or so. And we could see basketball here coming up in a couple of weeks, but basketball must have 12 days of practice before a game fall spring summer sports can begin contact days on monday which is important uh, to get those athletes that maybe don't play a winter sport going and, and getting back in the lifting and, and practicing and doing all of those sorts of things as far as spectators uh, in region four a maximum of 50 spectators will be allowed that does not count the 
players on the court, coaches, workers for the game. This is only family members or spectators or whoever. And this is all dependent on each school. So they can decide if they want to be more restrictive and have nobody in there or they can have some. But 50 is the max spectator limit for Phase 4 regions. Tier 1 regions, maximum of 25. Tier 2 regions, uh, no spectators allowed. Masks must be worn uh, by the spectators at all times for indoors. Outdoors is going to be a little different uh, for that, along with you know all the people on the bench, personnel working at the yeah. game, administrators, everything else. Uh, all of those folks are also going to have to be wearing masks, which shouldn't become as a surprise as we uh, have been doing this for 10 months now. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> my plea to everyone is, is just for these kids, now that they have this opportunity, mask up, social distance, wash your hands, do the best you can do to help these kids get this opportunity to get to play. Because if we move back out of phase four, sports are once again in jeopardy and we're going to be where we were yesterday, looking at this thing going, are we going to get to play, especially these high risk sports? And so I know I'm going to do my part as best as I can to see this. Uh, It not only helps me uh, professionally and and you, obviously we want to cover these kids. We want to tell their stories. We want to be at the games and, and give highlights and talk to athletes and share you know, their moments and, and their time to be in the spotlight. But I just feel good for it personally, too. So, you know, I'm going to do my part, and I know you will too, Marley, to, to just get these kids back competing and give them a chance to do the things that they love. Oh, most definitely. And, Brett, I already counted if basketball teams started practice tomorrow, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's our 12 days in we should see basketball by February 4th. <laughs> Not that I'm counting, but okay. We'll we could see. we could see it. <laughs> That's my prediction. If they start it tomorrow and they get their 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> That's all dependent, of course, on what the IHSA says, but right. And we'll that would see. be the soonest we could see it. <laughs> start on uh well, and they've they've already had some contact days like you know, Andy Olson was out at Muhammad basketball practice and at Tri-County for the girls, Muhammad for the boys. They're already starting to do some contact days. Sounds like they're going to have to have 12 practices, essentially an acclimatization period, and that's going to be the same thing for football. It's not like they're just going to jump in to full pads and football and start yeah. tackling and doing all of these things. It's a slow buildup, and that's nothing new. It's what they've always done. It's just now when there's a rush to get everything in – the IHSA is going to have to make some decisions here about schedules and, and when they're going to go. Football was supposed to start practice on February 15th. It was considered a quote-unquote spring sport move from the fall. So we'll see what they do with football and moving it around if they do it all. With basketball, certainly, I would expect them to start basketball before football, maybe postpone football a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, maybe six to seven-week seasons. That would be my guess here to try and fit all of these in because – when you start looking at the calendar here in, in January, you have four or five months here, maybe max, if you're going to extend this thing into July. My guess would be they want to be done with all of this year by June 30th. Uh, or is there 30 days in June, yeah. Marley? I'm terrible at that. I don't, I, I don't know. June. People know all the tricks. They're like, I got nothing. This, no, hold on. Let me yeah, look right now. There's 30 days in June. So I, my guess would be they want to be done with the 2020, 2021 school year quote-unquote for sports by june 30th you know so that doesn't give us much time here that's four months to get all this stuff in and when you're trying to compress it all together they're gonna have to make some tough decisions but 
that's what the board of trustees has been pegged to do here. And I know they're going to be happy to do it because they have been given permission by Governor Pritzker and the IDPH to do so. Marley, final thoughts here as we wrap up on a good day. Um, no, just that it was really a good day. Um, I'm excited um, to cover high school sports again. It's, <laughs> it seems like forever since we've uh, been to like a high school football game or a basketball. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful we got, you know, some of the fall sports that we did because it was it was a lot of fun just to go to some of those different sports that maybe we wouldn't have covered as much if we had been busy with um, football in the fall. So it was cool to, you know, get our rounds at, at girls golf, tennis, um, swimming, but I'm excited for these athletes just to get um, their chance because they deserve it. They've stuck through it. Um, and now they finally have to go out and compete with at the end of the day is what they wanted to do all along. So happy for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And you raised a good point there that some lower risk sports were able to play in the fall golf cross country also in there as well. They unfortunately did not get to compete at state and have a state tournament. Mm -hmm. Would have loved to have seen that for those sports, but at least they were able to compete and that's better than nothing. So, you know, this is a, a positive step for so many today, and I am happy for them first and foremost. And I hope that everybody can do their part to help these kids continue to get this opportunity. Today came out of nowhere. It shocked the heck out of me today to log on to <laughs> Governor Pritzker's press conference at noon and say that there was going to be some updated guidance. And hearing Dr. Ezeke say that sports were back on was pretty cool for me. And this is what she said today to clarify it. Here's Dr. Zike during the press conference today. If you're in phase four, you can absolutely practice and play basketball. That's it. She said <laughs> I, that and I said, sports are back. I got a lot of questions, but sports are back. I love like the cutoff question there of that reporter, like, so they can, they can play games. Yeah, everyone was just <laughs> Which so I think shocked. was like, like the, so wait, they can play like all the way, like, Every sport, yes, can play games Football, in baseball, like wrestling. What? All of these really? things. <laughs> all of these things. You can do all of these things. Came out of nowhere. We were in uh, denial for so long, and here we are. Like, what? The day comes, and we're like, man. we don't know what to do. <laughs> if you would have given me the chance, or you know, if you'd have just said, "What are the chances that they play basketball or football?" I would have told you less than ten percent, probably. Yeah. At this point, I just did not see it coming. I was hopeful. I was trying to be cautiously optimistic that at some way, form, or fashion, this could happen. And here we are. Jessica asked a good question here as we wrap up. Can we practice seven days a week? No, you can't. You got to take one day off, which is Sunday. <laughs> so uh, only six days Maybe a week. Maybe my calculations sure all the athletes were incorrect. <laughs> would sign up for six, seven days a week if they could. But you got to take one day a week off. High schools can't practice on Sunday. So... Uh, there's one more. Eric raises a good point here, too. Smaller schools will not be able to play multiple sports at once. Shortened seasons are the only way. There are going to be shortened seasons. You're not going to have a three, four-month season here. That's just not going to happen. I, my guess, like I mentioned earlier, would be six, seven, eight weeks max for all of these seasons to try and get them in. Marley, thanks so much. It's been fun here on a good day. It's so good to finally talk about positive news for high school sports in the state of Illinois after all of the states around Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana, uh, Kentucky, and Missouri all playing high school sports, and now Illinois athletes finally get that chance. That feels dang good to say. 
It does. I wouldn't believe it. Like if you would have told me a couple of weeks ago that we would have been doing this, I'd be like, no way, no way. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. All right, Marley, thanks. We'll have much more coverage coming up on the news in about uh, 30 minutes from now on WCI3 News at 10. Marley's going to have continuing coverage all weekend. Talk to a ton of athletes today from around the area. Arcola, Central A&M, Paxton, uh, Shelbyville. Where else, Marley? Oh, yep. Where else Shelbyville. Um, Tri-County. Am I missing one? Gosh, it's all blurred together. I think, I think we, that's it. that was it. I think that was it. Okay, that's a lot. We tried to get to as many know. different schools in yeah. the areas as we could to get some reaction. Uh, we'll start breaking down all these details coming up here. All looking forward to next Wednesday in the IHSA Board of Directors meeting and announcing schedules and figuring out when sports are going to be back at which times. For Marley, I'm Brett. Thanks so much for watching. On a positive day, please do your part to mask up, wash hands, social distance, so we can give these kids a chance to compete this year.